You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. And welcome to episode 32 of Ooh To Be A Podcast, our Huddersfield Town podcast. I'm your host Rory Benson and once again I'm joined by the Examiner's Sport Editor Mel Booth. Good afternoon everyone. As usual we'll start off by mentioning our sponsors Beer52. If you go onto their website and type in the code Huddersfield you get a £29 pack of beers for £5.95 which is just the cost of, of postage. Uh, thank you to them for sponsoring us. We'll dive straight in. Uh, since we last spoke, Town have played one match, the FA Cup third round tie against Bolton, and it was a good win for Town. Yes, excellent win, Rory. It was uh, just what the doctor ordered, really, because it could have been potentially a very tricky tie. Um, championship side welcoming a Premier League club, um, and obviously there were going to be changes made by David Wagner. He was always going to protect what you might say was the core of his regular Premier League selection. Um, so I think it really was a job well done in the circumstances and a great opportunity for one or two players to really prove that they've maybe got a role to play at Huddersfield Town going forward uh, and keen to become a part of maybe that regular Premier League selection that David Wagner makes. Yeah, and it's, it's another away win as well, which has been hard to come by for town. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, we talked about the lack of goals away from home, the lack of points. Um, obviously, after that fantastic start that they made down at Crystal Palace on the opening day of the season, um, and to, to get a, to get an away win away from home against anybody in the top two divisions is no mean feat. Um, and to score a couple of goals along the way, um, it was a shame that they conceded. Um, but you know that's been a sort of factor from set pieces, I think, um, all season. It was a shame that they didn't come away with a clean sheet, particularly for. For Joel Coleman, obviously, uh, he would have liked that uh, on his season CV. Um, but he's got another cup match to look forward to, obviously, against Birmingham. But a really encouraging sort of afternoon um, for the for the whole club and and you know for the fans going over there as well. I think they enjoyed their afternoon. Yeah, I think it's worth mentioning as well. Bolton are, were an informed team in the championship as well. They've they've really picked it up after a, a pretty dismal start to the season. That's right. Yeah, they picked up some great results and some notable scalps. So um, Town were potentially going to be right up against it, uh, but I think that spell in the in the second half, um, Town just sort of took the game by the scruff of the neck. Uh, and it was it was nice to see Danny Williams, albeit with the help of a big deflection, getting on uh, on the score sheet, and also Rajiv Van Lepara would obviously gone on for the injured Colin Kwaner and uh, you know got the chance to flick the ball in the back of the net, and he did. So it was a slightly different goal to the one he got against West Brom, but 
Um, you know, nice to see him with another goal under his belt, and that'll do him a world of good going forward as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess one of the main talking points out of the game was his countryman Terence Congolo coming in for town. I think it was about forty-eight hours after he signed the contract. He started the game, played the full game, looked really good at centre back alongside the returning Michael Heffler as well. Do you think he'll have a big part to play this season? Uh, Congolo for certain. Yeah, um, I don't think. Town have, have, have brought him in with any other intention than to make sure he's in the 18 every single week. Now, I say the 18 because you immediately look at the centre-backs and you're talking Schindler and Zanka, who have been terrific, really, for most of the season. Uh, Christopher Schindler, certainly, you would suggest feral chap for player of the season already. Mm. Um, so Schindler and Zanka are going to be hard to displace. But Congolo, as we've previously discussed, has got great pedigree. He's a, you know, he's a title winner in Holland, which is no mean feat. He gets a big move to France, and you know he's not really uh, had that much of an opportunity. Uh, but that's it. They've got a massive squad at AS Monaco, so it's quite understandable uh, that they would buy a player of his age, who is clearly one who is going to have a great career. You would suspect. And uh, so for Town to get him in, uh, this is a player who cost £13 million a few months ago. Mm. For Town to get him in and have the use of him until the end of the season is a fantastic move, um, in my opinion. And it doesn't allow Schindler or Zanka to think in any way, shape or form, I'm guaranteed a place. Uh, They may have thought that previously. Credit to both of them that they've performed really well all season, but... They may have thought that. David Wagner, cute enough to guarantee that that's not going to happen. He wants competition for places Mm -hmm. in all sections of his team. And I think it's also a very, very wise move because, um, as I think we mentioned before, if anything happened to Zanka or Schindler, he's probably the next cab off the rank to be a regular starter in the middle of the defence. So um, a great move to get him in. Uh, and to, to you know to start and to play the whole ninety minutes, yeah. um, which was great. I mean, they 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 um, there was talk about beforehand about the fact that he'd only played six matches all season, but four of those appearances came in December, and I think on the the twentieth of December he played seventy eight minutes or something like that, which is not far off a full game effectively. Mm-hmm. So, to all intents and purposes, I would suggest that he is match fit, which gave him the platform to come in at PPG Canal side, to go in alongside everyone else, training immediately before a game. And obviously you've got the, the problem of sort of learning who people are, what positions they're in, what you can expect from them, and how you're going to dovetail in with them. But on top of that, he was fit and ready and match sharp uh, to go in straight into the to the cup lineup, which was a great thing, really. And um, I think he's I think he's going to be a really good signing uh, for town. He's got everything going for him, really. Uh, and to get that 90, 90 minutes under his belt, I think is uh, is terrific for him. Um, his only problem now is to get a shirt off either Schindler mm-hmm. or, or Zanka. Uh, we know that David Wagner is not not um, scared at all of rotating the team, um, but I don't see 
Congolo going in at the centre of defence against West Ham. Um, I think that uh, Mr Schindler will probably be left to battle with Mr Andy Carroll. So, um, yeah, it, the great thing with Congolo as well, just not to labour the point too much, is he's a fantastic option on the left-hand side as well. Um, he's clearly got a touch of class. He passes the ball. David Wagner made mention of his passing record mm. in the match against uh, Bolton. So um, he can use the ball really well. So he's a great option to have there um, with Chris Lerver missing out, obviously. Scotland Malone slotted in there. So it's extra pressure for those two players as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think he really stood out in, in the Bolton game for, for, for us when we were there. Um, he looked comfortable on the ball. He was also decent in the air as well because coming up against Aaron Wilbraham, the, the Bolton striker, that that's a bit of a, a baptism of fire in English football in terms of coming up against an English striker who's mm. going to put his body around. He's going to be sort of dominant in the air. But Congolo didn't look out of place, which is obviously a really good sign going forward. Yeah, fantastic. I mean, that aerial, you know... Both Zanka and Christopher Schindler are pretty good in the air. Schindler particularly has, has been outstanding. He seems to time his challenges, aerial challenges, really well. Um, and obviously Town have got a bit of a test more than likely coming up on Saturday uh, in that area. So they'll need to be on their metal. But the fact that Congolo, it seems that every sort of department of his game, it's no surprise that as a teenager he's been... You know, he, he played for Holland in a mm. in a World Cup, albeit very briefly. Uh, but he was in the squad, and that just sort of underlines his quality. Um, you you would think that this guy is well capable of making a big contribution for Town in the Premier League. Yeah, and two other players who who have a contribution to make, uh, who have come back from injury, are Michael Heffler and Phil Billing. Uh, Heffler got about 85 minutes I think against Bolton and Billing came on for the last 5 or 10 uh, good to see them back takes a bit of pressure off the other positions now as well with you know Aaron Moy has played pretty much every game over the festive period same with Schindler and Zanka so again more options for David Wagner to draw upon uh, in the home straight yeah I, th- I think that's a very good point Rory it, it, it's great to have Michael Heffler back he's obviously a massive fans favourite after last season and the way that he, he interacts with the support basically um, hugely hugely popular and everyone will be delighted to see him back um, it may be that he has to wait his turn now it may be that the Cups again as it was for a little bit last season would provide you know he'd, he'd get that chance to sort of showcase himself he came on as a striker didn't he in mm. one of the the matches at Rochdale, I think, last season. And also at Villa, of course, and got that goal. And uh, and we had the old, um, you know, the, the famous celebration, yeah. So, Heffler, great to have him back. And I think David Wagner was at, at pains to point out that his influence is not just what he does on the pitch. Mm-hmm. Um, he is a big character uh, to have around the changing room. Um, he just geez everyone up is just that sort of person to be around and the players love that so he's a big man in this squad whether he's actually on the pitch or not and so for him to to get pretty much a full game like as you mentioned Dean Whitehead I think came on for the last five didn't he um it was it was a big thing for him because he hadn't played since Palace in the cup in the EFL cup back in mid-September so that's quite a layoff and Achilles injuries, 
you know, they can be problematic. Mm-hmm. I think everyone realises that. Uh, anyone who's not an athlete who's had any problem with their Achilles, it, it can be a long, long time coming back. So, um, great to see him there. And he has got the quality to slot in for a game or two. I don't think there's any doubt about that. If it's absolutely necessary, um, you know, Hef, he can be there on the bench and he can slot in without any problem. And if he has to start for a game or two, I don't think anyone um, would think that he, he, he would be found wanting at all. Um, the guy's got, got ability and he's certainly got the character to compete at the top level. Um, Phil Billing, as you mentioned again, I think he got about 14 minutes um, coming on for Joe Lolly uh, over at Bolton. His first action since Swansea away in mid-October. Yeah, where he stretched it off. Yeah, so big thing for Phil because he hadn't really been mentioned in the build-up to the game at all. There was just a brief mention from David Wagner in his press conference ahead of the game saying that Billing was back on the grass, which is his his sort of famous um, word that he uses when people have returned and are able to do some work with the full squad. But there was no indication that Billing was as far on as this and that he would be able to be included. Um... Uh, quite so much in the in the in the uh, in, in the match day um, squad, so it was great to see him back because you know the lad's got a good shot on him. He's got a lot of talent when he's when he's on song. He is a really good player to watch, and people pick him out regularly mm-hmm. when he's having an influence on the game. People say that guy's a good footballer. So great to have him back, and also. Um, for Abdel Hamid Sabiri, I mean, a chance for him again. Uh, once again, I don't think we'd seen him since the 4-0 defeat at Bournemouth, um, which was back in mid-November. So, you know, out for over a month, um, well over a month, and, and a chance for Sabiri to come in and, and show what he can do again. And, you know, we gather that he's been struggling in training and, and not quite coming up to the mark. A little bit in the Casey Palmer, mm-hmm. the same bracket as Casey Palmer before he went back to Chelsea. So Sabiri, very encouraging for him, I would think particularly, a nice boost to his confidence, um, you know, that the manager was was ready to put him in there. Um, in, in fact, it was a, an important match. I mean, you know, we, we had the warnings... Uh, from various quarters about, you know, don't get too upset if town get knocked out. It would not be a massive surprise. They're playing an informed championship side. They're going to protect a good number of their key players. Don't be surprised if town get knocked out. As it turned out, it was completely the other way. Um, And it was a lot more comfortable than many people had imagined. So, job well done from all those guys, from Heffler, uh, from Congolo, from Sabiri, from Billing. However much of a, a, a part they played in it, they all sort of stepped up and it will have done them good. Yeah, and they're now looking forward to the fourth round match against Birmingham City. Uh, a decent draw for town again. Obviously there was a bit of, I think last year after the Birmingham City away game, Wagner rested a load of players, uh, got into a little bit of trouble there. Maybe that'll happen again. He's going to rest players again for it. So what, what do you make of that time? Yeah, I mean, it's it's great that it's at home. Um, I think David Wagner, the only thing he wanted really was a home tie. Then, you know, you you just want to not have the problem of going away. Obviously, to the opposite end of the country would have been a bit of a nightmare. Um, 
But Town are through, and they've got a great chance of going to the fifth round yet again. And if the draw favours you again, you know you can be in the in the real shake up at the end yeah. of it. So, you know this is not beyond the bounds of possibility for Town now. David Wagner will not play his Premier League side. That's pretty obvious. He didn't do it at all last season. Even when Manchester City came down to the John Smiths, uh, there were a stack of changes once again. And that was one of the things which Town pointed to when it came to the shenanigans about Birmingham City towards the end of the season. They said, well, you know, we made that X number of changes, whatever it was, against Manchester City. So we're not doing anything that we've not done before. Um, yeah, a great opportunity for Town. I think they've, they've got to see it as that. Um, although, you know, Birmingham are not going to make life easy. They're going to think, well, if they field a weakened team, what they may perceive to be a weakened team, then we've got an opportunity to nip up there, maybe, you know, nick a goal and put the shutters up and, you know, we can we can maybe go back with a win. Um, Town, I'm sure that David Wagner will approach it just the way he has with all the cup games. It's a bit of a shot to nothing because, you know, the massive priority for Town really is to stay in, in the Premier League and that's far, far more important than what happens against Birmingham. But it is a nice opportunity for Town to be right in the shake-up um, you know, at, at, the, at the end of that competition. Do you think it might, maybe David Wagner's priorities might change slightly if they've got sort of two, I guess, winnable games coming up. We've got West Ham this weekend, Stoke City next weekend mm. before they play Birmingham in the FA Cup for mm-hmm. the fourth round. If they do take six points from those two games it puts them on 31 points I think mm. getting pretty close to Premier League survival at that point do you think if they do get those two wins Wagner might play a slightly stronger side in the cup and look at that cup run a bit more seriously it's an interesting concept but I don't think so <laughs> <laughs> I really don't see him doing that at mm. all and I think it's Getting six points out of West Ham at home this coming Saturday and Stoke away the following Saturday is going to be, you know, it's easier said than done. Stoke proved that when they came here at the holiday period. It's a pretty quick turnaround to be facing them again. Yes, they've had a change of of manager. Um, There's going to be a change there. We don't know yet just who's going to um, slot into the hot seat down there. But... um, there will be a different approach from Stoke, but I think, you know, if Town would be utterly delighted to take two wins out of those two games, I don't think there's anyone who would say that, you know, it's probably being a bit over-ambitious. So I really don't see David Wagner uh, ripping up what he's done over the last couple of seasons and not making significant changes in the cup. I think, you know, you you, you mentioned your Billings, they're still going to be on the way back, your Sabiris, your Hefflers, they're still going to need game minutes. Mm. And it's a chance to do it without points being at stake. Yeah. Um, so I, I personally think that we will have the cup line-up in inverted commas Um and the search for points, obviously, you mentioned if they can pick them up against West Ham and Stoke, that would be wonderful because the matches which follow look significantly more difficult against Liverpool at home and Manchester United away at the beginning of February. So, yeah, it, it it's they are 
important games on the horizon and any points that town pick up are going to be a massive help mm-hmm. uh, you mentioned Sabiri there he's probably now the, the only recognised number 10 in the, the Huddersfield town squad obviously Tom Ince has played there a little bit but I guess he's more recognised as a winger that's led David Wagner to be linked and David Wagner and Huddersfield town to be linked to a few other number 10s one name that's that's cropped up who David Wagner has admitted he has interest in is Alex Pritchard um, there's been rumours of an £11 million bid uh, and that kind of thing what do you make of that it's obviously a position that town do need to strengthen in do you think Pritchard's the way to go um, it was certainly seen to fit the bill um, and you know that sort of figure in money um, would not seem out of the ballpark right now um, for town and maybe for Norwich to accept Um you know, you, we get the feeling that £12 million might just about do it. Um, but, you know, it, it's there's, there's certainly been rumours of bids being made and rejections, uh, etc. And town going back in, it does seem that they've, are, they are making a fair effort to land this player. Whether it will come to fruition or not, you really don't know until that name's on the dotted line. But... Um, all reports suggest that he has the background and the ability to perhaps make a, a, an impression over the next few years at a Premier League club. Um, and, you know, he's he's got a bit of spark. You hear from the Norwich fans that they like his energy, they like his creativity. Um, and, you know, that's the, what you really need from your number 10 um, you need them to really buzz around and you know augment what your Aaron mm-hmm. Moy does. So um, yeah, he he looks like the right type of person to fit the bill. There are probably others kicking around as well who Town will be keeping tabs on. But you know, at, at twelve million pounds to to pick up someone who can go straight in and do you a job in a Premier League squad, you'd have to say that that looks like a pretty good deal. We probably wouldn't have said it 12 months ago because Town had spent nothing like that sort of Mm -hmm. money on a player. Um, This is what happens in the Premier League. But they're in the very fortunate position that, you know, they they have got some points on the board. Although there's only two points now to the drop zone, they're not, you know, they're not down with the dead men and really battling every week. Town are picking up points and have been picking up points. Um, And... You know, we're talking about a couple of wins gets them to 30 points already and, you know, you just need to maybe add another win and two or three draws and you, you, you're home and host. So um, I think that they are desperate to make a signing at number 10 because, as we've said, you know, they're fairly thin on the ground when it comes to candidates who can go in there and do that job. Uh, you know, and Tom Ince has, you know, he's, he's got a goal under his belt now, and um, he may well uh, sort of flourish in the in the games coming up. Let's hope so. Um, but I don't think it would do Town any harm at all, especially with Casey Palmer going back to Chelsea to have that extra option. I think it's probably having landed Congolo, it's probably the number one priority. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they could get someone like someone like Pritchard. Um, you, at that sort of money, you would have to think it's probably a pretty sensible deal. Yeah, I think as well. He's twenty-four years old, so you might spend twelve million pounds on him, which coincidentally is what 
um, what Norwich accepted for Jacob Murphy off Newcastle in the summer who I guess are probably rated pretty similar mm. uh, both two young English players uh, but at 24 years old £12 million he's probably only going to go up in price from there as well if you do end up selling him on say the, if the worst happens in town to get relegated you know he that's a valuable asset that you can sell at the end of the season anyway if needs be um, I guess the other piece of news that we've we've had today we've had some quotes from Dean Whitehead um sort of talking about what he's going to do in the future. He's 35 now, 36 next week. So, you know, he's, he's getting on. He's got six months left in his town contract. Um, we're not sure if town will hand him another one or whether they'll ask him to become on the co- go onto the coaching staff at town. So what do you think would make sense for him? Obviously, there's going to be loads of things going on in his mind now because players never really want to retire. It's what they, it's what they do. Um, what do you think about that whole situation with Dean Whitehead and how will he be remembered at town if he does move or moves into the coaching staff? Yeah, I mean, it's all in the melting pot and obviously he will maybe have his own ideas on he wants to keep on playing maybe. He's he's openly talked about the fact that you know you want to play as long as you possibly can do. I suppose it's about making the right decision at the right time in terms of a move into coaching and obviously he's got someone very close to him who's just done that and that's Mark Hudson Um, and you know he's been accommodated at town he's extremely well thought of at town he's now got a very vital role at Huddersfield Town and you know Lee Bromby's taken on on the academy we don't know just what other roles may be available within Huddersfield Town uh, and that then opens up the possibility, well, does Dean White decide, well, I can go down a division and, and, and get regular football, so I'll carry on for another year or two, hopefully playing championship, maybe even League One, you don't know. But he, he has got the options, which is mm-hmm. a great thing to have. He's coming to 36. I think he's done a, you know, everyone who played a part in the in the promotion side at, at town last season is going to be well thought of. I think Dean Whitehead's one of those experienced players. He's a he's a pack leader, yeah. and I think he, you know, people talk about having leaders in your squad, and I don't think there's any doubt that Dean Whitehead is one of those. I think as well with the, the amount of young players that town had in the squad last season, even yeah. though Dean might not have played that many games. Just his experience in being able to, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah play, players can go to him, and you know, the, if if they're having a problem or they've got some something to, to do with the game that they want to sort out, it's great to have a sounding board like that around. And Dean Whitehead, I think, has you know repaired town um, over over his contract, you know, in more ways than one. And um, I think he'll, you know, he'll be he'll be fondly remembered. He hasn't had as many game minutes as he would have liked, I'm sure. Um, but you know, he has been around a promotion winning squad at Wembley um, and back into the Premier League. So, you know, the what's not to like, I think, is the is the way to look at it. And from him, he's got all options open. So, it, it, it's a win win in many ways because Town. If they feel they want to keep him around as they did with Mark Hudson, there probably isn't any barrier to that. Mm-hmm. Um, that you know they could probably do that now and have that extra body around for for whatever they decide to do. You know there, there are all all sorts of jobs to do. Um, scouting, he could become involved in coaching with the kids, coaching with the first team. That the, there are probably lots of opportunities there. So. If then, of course, he decides to move on, he's got his coaching 
license badges and you know he's he's got that there so he's got it to rely on and you know there, there could be decent jobs come up at big clubs who are not in the Premier League at the moment um, so it's all to play for for Dean I think and you know he's rightly thinking about it because he's he's only got to the end of the season here with town and you know to sound out David Wagner and see what David thinks um, about the future and what it might hold here or whether you know he, he, he suggests to him that it might be best to you know to move on and continue playing, then you know it's all to be played for, and uh, you know I don't think that there'll be any hard feelings either way. To be quite honest, I think um, Town think an awful lot of Dean Whitehead. So if he stayed and if he you know he was still kept on the books as a player, but moved into a coaching role a bit like Mark Hudson it would be no big surprise mm-hmm. Moving on we've got West Ham this weekend we've touched on it briefly uh, it's a big game West Ham are, are two points behind town and two points above the relegation zone so just shows from 11th to sort of 18th how close it is and how congested yeah. this you know people talk about six pointers it's a massive cliche in football but this really is it puts distance between town and one of their one of their rivals who, who could experience relegation at the end of the season that's right I mean I think it's a similar scenario to when Brighton came um, the other week and they had a chance to go above town with a win uh, but town obviously got the win on the board um, with a clean sheet as well and it opened up the gap to six points again town are very much in that situation they do want to keep that gap above the bottom three as wide as they can and if they can make it wider than it is at the moment um, then so much the better this is a huge game for both clubs probably um, because West Ham I think they're unbeaten in four in all competitions aren't they um, following the cup results so um, yeah and and they I think they beat West Brom so it shows that they can target and win against the clubs who are in mm-hmm. and around that danger zone. So Town have got to be very wary of uh, of West Ham United, and they do seem to have perked up a little bit under David Moyes, don't they? And uh, you know, while they may not have been piling points on the board, they certainly seem to be inching in the right direction. Uh, and Town, if they can, possibly um, want to make sure that West Ham stay behind them. Uh, come tea time on Saturday so uh, a win would be fantastic because it would really as as we've mentioned push town towards that 30 points uh, and uh, give them a little bit more of a cushion Um, and the closer you get towards the end of the season if that cushion's there the harder it is for the teams below to make up those points so if town could get a win at home in front of the home fans um, this weekend big support once again I'm sure um, then it would be a massive result for the club. I think it's a very important game. Yeah, absolutely. I think one thing which maybe, well, don't want to tempt fate here or anything, but Town's big game record since David Wagner's taken over has been pretty good. Obviously, they got through the playoffs last season. They've beaten Leeds three times, I think, under David Wagner. You know, all these big games that come up, which are either must win or... You know that there is more pressure on. They seem to come out well, so I guess that bodes well going into a game this big at the weekend. Yes, I think so. And it, it West Ham obviously it was one of the performances. You get the feeling that David Wagner a lot of the season he's been happy with what Town have done, but down at West Ham, mm-hmm. I don't think he was, and I think he'll be keen personally to put that right to make sure that 
everything around his game plan and his coaching setup and what he intends of each department will be adhered to and will be nailed down. Um, and I think uh, from that point of view, I expect town to be extremely well prepared. I think they will have learnt from their experience down there. Um, obviously, a new man is now in charge of West Ham from from back then. But I think that that, that result down there would still rankle with David Wanger. And I think he will be keen to put the record straight. And especially with it being such an important three points. Um, you know, you don't, town don't want to be sucked down into a, you know, there are going to be four or five or six teams all within two couple of points of each other. Mm-hmm. And town don't want to be down there dicing with that third bottom position at all. They want to get that gap restored back to six points if they can, uh, back to seven points if at all possible um, this coming weekend. And I think that will be the mantra that drives them into the West Ham game. Absolutely. Um, just to mention uh, quickly uh, ahead of the West Ham game, they've got Marko Arnautovic back from injury. Uh, Mikel Antonio could play a small part as well, who, who played really well when Town were down there last time. Uh, and Andy Carroll's fit. Obviously, uh, I think Christopher Schindler was probably the only positive out of the game down at the, the London Stadium. I think he did a good job on Andy Carroll, but just shows how much quality West Ham ha- have in their side. And you know the, yeah. the amount of money they've spent, although they're down there, they do have threats pretty much across the pitch. Yeah, they do. I mean, you know, we don't need to say much about Andy Carroll, obviously. The aerial threat is, is well-known and well-respected. Antonio is absolutely like lightning isn't he so you know he's going to be a big problem if he plays um, and Town are, are really going to have to find a way of of bottling him up because you know as you mentioned he caused all sorts of problems down in London um, so yeah West West Ham potentially um, you know are going to be stronger than they have been in the last couple of matches um, and it's really something for Town to, to think about and make sure that, as we've said, that, that that game plan of David Wagner's is really nailed down. There's no reason to expect that it won't be. And then if people you know, stick to what their individual jobs are, you'd have to hope that Town can, can chalk another home win. Um, you know, They did it pretty convincingly against Brighton the other week. Um, and it would be certainly a, a great result if they could turn West Ham over. I'm going to push you for a prediction then. If you had to go for one this weekend, are you going to go for a win? Uh, or I'm going to go for a town win, 2-1. Two, 2-1. One. Two, one. Yeah, I think I'll agree with you there. I think that's that's probably a decent bet. Um, that's all we've got time for on this episode of Food to Be A Podcast. Uh, thanks very much for, for joining me, Mel, today. If you like the podcast, please rate it on iTunes, and we'll see you next time. Ben jij prijsbewust? Nu extra MB's bij de Sony Xperia XA2. Voor 19,50 per maand, 300 minuten of sms'jes en 1500 MB internet tijdens de Ben Prijsbewust Week. Kijk op ben.nl. Let op, geld lenen kost geld.